Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's BMW Championship. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharme. Greg, good to have you. Thanks, Rick. Um, great to be here, as always. What a tournament. Another BMW Championship that's, I would say, intriguing, but quite different than last year's. Quite different from last year's. Yeah, there is. We are already at a third round lead, a 54 hole lead of 21 under par, Greg. And there might like there's not much sign this is stopping anytime soon. We are going to likely see a winner 25, 26 under par, something like that. Yeah, I think that's a a fair number. I, I do think it, this is a challenge to predict because, um, look, the big. There, there are big names up here at the top of the leaderboard and, and Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Cantlay, um, Sung J.M. Abraham answer, Rory McIlroy. All, all these guys have played really well before on Sundays, but on the PGA tour as a whole, since may no, no round leader has won. Um, no 36 hole leader, no 54 hole leader. I believe if I think I, this is what I just heard on the broadcast, Rick. No, I heard, no leader. I heard that too. And I was very skeptical of that. I knew it was 54 hole leaders that, that we've been tracking over the course of, right. uh, you know, the last 14 weeks, we're up to 14 for 54 hole leaders. That was the, as they were going off air, that was the first I ever heard of 36 or 18 hole leaders. I yeah. would like more information on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we can go back and verify, but, um, <laughs> Um, I, I think the point being Saturday night still holds that, yes. look, it's tough. It's been tough on 54 hole leaders. And we've seen both of the we've seen Bryson have real struggles. So I, I don't think um, I, I don't think that's something that um, that that he is above by any means. Patrick Cantlay has been really solid all year. Um is his game going to hold up? So well, the reason I bring that up, Rick, is when you're when you start to predict this winning score is one of the 17s, which includes Sergio Burns, McElroy, Answer, are one of those guys going to shoot eight under tomorrow? Is that the number that, that they're targeting? If Is there a six, is John Rahm going to go shoot nine under tomorrow? I, I don't know. So I guess I could see it at 25, but I, I think it's more likely, um, or, or there's a good chance that 24 could win as well. Well, it's not only one man who will sleep on the 54-hole lead. There's two of them. Let's start with the better round three score. That's Patrick Cantlay. And this was kind of a weird little round for Cantlay. He gets off like a bat out of hell. He eagles number two. He birdies three. He takes the lead at that point. And then he just kind of treads water, Greg. And treading water at Caves Valley and making pars uh, is losing you a lot of ground 
to the field. And then when Bryson DeChambeau started to have his troubles, which we are going to talk about in just a second, that's when Cantlay really took advantage. He made birdies on 11, 12, 13. He made another on 16 before giving one back on 18. But there was a five-shot swing from Bryson DeChambeau in, in favor of Patrick Cantlay over the course of two holes. So this was this was an eventful day for Cantlay. Yeah, very eventful. Um, but what I noticed about today's round and what I really like is all, all the greens of regulation he hit. So he was very, very steady. And up until 18, he's bogey free. And and that, in part, is where it's really easy for your putter to cool off when you get into that kind of situation where you're just hitting greens. Um, you're, you're just hitting green after green after green. And there was a time where early in the round he was leading in proximity to the hole. He ends up, he ends the day at 23rd in proximity to the hole. Uh, and I think that had a lot to do with the regression in putting when all of a sudden you're 35 feet for the most part. Um, and, and that's a little bit different than earlier in the week when you're just filling it up because he hits. So he hits more greens today. He hits 16 greens today, hit 14 in round two, hit 13 in round one. And now all of a sudden that that first putt that you have is a little bit longer on average when you hit more greens. Um, so I, I look at that as, as a positive, I think this is a, a, entirely a positive. It's just, uh, there, there was a stretch of six holes, seven holes in there where there wasn't really a spark, but there wasn't a mistake either with a win. And we don't need to speculate too deep on this, but with a win, Patrick Cantlay, I believe Greg becomes your player of the year front runner because this would be his third victory he would be the number one player heading into the fedex cup which probably he probably doesn't finish worse than fifth there so he would i believe become the front runner to win and kind of out of nowhere because it's been a morikawa slash rom slash bryson race for the last six months yeah and i think that race still exists i do think it makes it a lot harder for john rom um, although it's kind of interesting because one of Cantlay's wins, <laughs> oh, that's are, true, <laughs> right? Yeah, are players gonna who are players gonna give that to? Yeah, that's right. So I think that's a big asterisk in the race. Um, and and if I'm looking at the player of the year race, I there are a lot of boxes to be checked, and I think John Rom checks the most. Um, he checks the most boxes, but are they the most important ones to to players? And it, when Cantlay, if Cantlay hypothetically ends up with three wins, Rom ends up with one, but, mm -hmm. but you have that memorial there and there's the chance that some players will give that to Rom in their mind and take mm -hmm. it away from Cantlay. Now, all of a sudden you have two, two Rom's got a major Rom's got the scoring average. Rom has the top tens. I mean, Patrick Cantlay has, he's only got five top tens. He's also missed five cuts. <laughs> So while it's been steady, I, I'm not sure that even with three wins, it's player of the year worthy. That's a debate I'm sure we will have in the future. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. You want to talk about an eventful day. Uh, Bryson had himself a day almost as he did. Oh, my God. Greg, he so he shoots a 60. He has a six-foot putt on, on Friday afternoon on 18 to shoot a 59. It looked like he was going to do it again. He birdies three. He eagles four and five. Yeah, that's right. Back-to-back -back eagles. He birdies eight. So he goes out in 30. Out in 30. And then we saw... That was pure ceiling, Bryson. And then we saw kind of floor Bryson, which is 
spray one into the water on 12, make a bogey there, which is one of the easiest holes on the golf course. It's a par five. And then uh, by his own words, flush one off the tee on the par three 13th that lands nine yards short into the water, make a double bogey there. We've talked about this a lot with Bryson DeChambeau. He is um, uh, week by week, round by round, shot by shot, like the most volatile of golfers on the planet, in my opinion. And part of that to me, Rick, he's struggled at times with his distance control, with his irons. And it, when I watch him play, he also plays from some difficult spots, right? I mean, he's, the first two days, he's hitting half the fairways. Um, today, there was a stretch, even when he was going really good early on, where he was missing fairways. Um, and he misses a lot of them to the left. I heard him say on the broadcast, why, why is that? Why is that hooking? Why is um, that hooking? <laughs> which is, is kind of funny, but you know, he misses some, he puts himself in some situations and, and that's where his line of luck comes into play is, well, is it really luck? Good luck, bad luck. Cause there are breaks here, but where's the mistake made? And if you don't, if you hit it in the fairway, well, and you hit it on the green luck is far less uh, a factor at least in T to green play. But when you start missing, uh, when you start missing way left the way he did at number eight um, or to the right, like he did on seven and nine, and you start hitting some errant tee shots. Now, all of a sudden um, luck becomes a much bigger factor, but yeah, it, Ricky in the first nine today and yesterday combined shot 59, 29 yesterday, 30 today. So um, and then look, it all goes away. I, do you think it, it may benefit him at all that this happened? These bad holes happened today versus tomorrow or versus tomorrow or, or no? Yes. Yeah, I think you'll he'll never admit this, but I do think that, um, you know, he has had some Sunday failures. What did he shoot on the back nine at Torrey Pines? 40, 41. Was it worse than that? Uh, 44? It was bad. 44. It was horrible. Yeah, it was 44. 44. And then I think it was 41. Um was that in was that in a couple Memphis? weeks ago? Yeah, a couple yeah, weeks ago. So yeah. I, I think that yes, if you want to say it, quote, he got it out of the way here. I, I do think it's better now so that he can kind of reset. We have seen him be very good at making kind of post-round adjustments or round by round adjustments because he can go figure something out and find it and carry it over. He's very, very good at that. So yes, uh, you have your blow up couple of holes and you are still sleeping on the 54 hole lead. I think that is a very, a, a very big positive for Bryson. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and, and it sounds like one, well, the course fit is clearly very good. Um, it, it's very, very good. Even when he did hit it out of play with the exception of the, um, two shots he hit into the water, he was able to play quite well. Um, but the cool thing for me with Bryson is it sounds like the crowds are a little quieter this week. Uh, and, and from what they were saying on the broadcast, it's been a lot better. Uh, I heard the same thing. I listened on the radio on Sirius XM for a little bit today. Uh, they said the same thing. Crowds seem a little bit more tame. Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder if that will have a, a positive impact on him. And if, if he can get a little bit of support, maybe this is a good opportunity for him to break through. 
Maybe the most disappointing round of the day was John Rahm's. And while Bryson was kind of chopping it up all over the place and making bogey on a par five and double on the next par three, he was providing a lot of cover for John Rahm, who did not play well down the stretch. Rahm, you know, was continuing to put himself in position. He goes out in four under 32. He birdies 12. So he's five under at that point in his round with six holes to go, Greg. And he makes a bogey on 13 a bogey on 14 and another on 18. And it was just a lot of loose shots out there. Didn't take advantage of the par five 16th. He, he did not that six hole stretch. And I know it's only six holes and whatever you want to say about it. I understand it's a small sample size. Uh, he's been so good that we can say that's like the worst six hole stretch he's had in months. Like, like that's not a, a, an understatement yeah. uh, because of how good he's been, but, but very disappointing for him to essentially play himself out. Cause he's five back with 18 to go. Uh, right. And it's a, it's a long way back. And this is a guy you're looking at going into today saying, all right, this is John Rahm's tournament to win. But um, again, back nine struggles. I think it's the third round in a row, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he was bogey free, remember, going into the second nine at Liberty National on Saturday and makes a couple of mistakes coming down the stretch there. He really should have had control of that tournament going into a Monday finish. And the second nine on Monday didn't go very well either. And now here we are. So I guess it's not third round in a row, but weekend round in a row, third weekend round in a row where the struggles are on the second nine uh, on, on the weekend. So that was a little bit frustrating. I know it was frustrating for him. Like the, the second at 16, the third shot really at 16 uh, was unfortunate. The break there also a little bit unfortunate um but early even earlier in the second nine it looked like he was struggling a little bit the one that really sticks out to me was the par 3 13th i, I think that play off the tee is really aggressive um where you feel like maybe that side bank there can help you yeah. um you're a fader going out of left pin missing left like that tells me he's trying to hit a cut into or he pulled he either pulled it or he's trying to hit a cut at a left pin and aiming it off the green. Normally, when you play that shot, you aim at the flag. And if the straight one comes out, it's right at the flag. And if it cuts, it's cutting to the middle of the green. Um, so missing that left is, I, I guess, the concern. But that's where it seemed like pressure built. Yeah, I thought he got a little bit unlucky. I and mean, we saw Cantlay's bounce off of that bank in a big way. I thought Rom got a little yeah. bit unlucky. But that was definitely not the shot he will I, I can't imagine that was the shot he was trying to execute it leads to a bogey and it, and and i think that was a turning point because it kind of starts this stretch of golf where he doesn't play particularly well yeah so and it was just pre- it looked like all of a sudden now he's pressing like it like he, a guy from who's well, in total control is yeah like, everybody around him is burying everything yeah, <laughs> yeah right there's a lot I know. happening bogeys feel like doubles out there so i get i get it Rom in that group with uh, Bryson going uh, nuts in a in a bad way and can't lay stealing shots every. He's got to be like looking around, like what what's going on? These guys around me are going crazy. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> I mean, it, it was. This was a crazy day with yeah. these three guys, especially because you your expectation of what was going to happen changed so many different times. Right, right. Bryson's going to run away with it. Here we go again. He's going to shoot back to back rounds of sixty. And he's going to blow this tournament out of the water. And I, I was running in my mind, okay, this is, um, that. what is he doing so well? Is this really just the distance thing? Well, no, he's putting better. He's putting better again, like he did at the U.S. So I'm having all these conversations in my head. And then all of a sudden, 
he rinses it twice and Cantley is charging up the leaderboard. Is he going to be, is Cantley going to be player of the year with three wins? Well, <laughs> no, not really. Cause he, he won the Memorial. Our players going to, th- and, and my mind is just racing at this point. And it changed four or five times. What's wrong with John Rahm is John Rahm. Uh, well, he'll Rahm will still be there. Oh, another yeah. back nine of struggles. So it was kind of, if you could be in my head during that second nine in the first nine too, it was quite entertaining. <laughs> Scary place to be, but I'm with you there. It was uh, it was fun. Okay, we've got an, an odds situation that I want to go through uh, via our friends over at Caesars. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. Absolutely no surprise here, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, and and Mark gave me uh, crap for it, but we have a two-horse race here, Greg, and that's not me saying that. I'm not saying that. Caesar says it. It's Bryson plus 138, Patrick Cantlay plus 175, and Sungjae Im with the next shortest odds of 12 to 1. So that's it. It's it's Cantlay or Bryson DeChambeau, according to our friends over at Caesars, which would break 14 events in a row in which the 54-hole leader uh, failed to get it done. I mean, is it that clear cut? Is it going to take something magical from a Sungjae or an Abraham Answer or a Roy McIlroy to get this thing done? What What does this Sunday look like to you? Well, I mean, look at look at Rory McIlroy right there. Okay, I mean, I, I get I get the um, the odds that he's sitting with right now, but Rory McIlroy has three players in front of him. I know he's tied with others, but only three players in front of him, and we haven't had a, 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 a we'll say conservatively a fifty four hole leader win since May. We haven't had that happen since Phil Mickelson won the PGA. So if you've been following the PGA Tour and you're on this trend. It makes sense to me to take a chance on a guy like Rory McIlroy. Um, and and the other thing about Rory that I love so much uh, is the way that he's driving the ball, right? He's mm-hmm. fourth for the week um, in strokes gain off the tee. Guys in front of him, Sergio Garcia, who's right there, and Bryson DeChambeau, obviously, who's leading. Um, Dustin Johnson also, who played a great round of golf today. So I, I think the drivers have really come out this week. Um, they, they've really come out in great form. and. That benefits a guy like Rory McIlroy to me. I also I wouldn't be afraid of a Sam Burns, um, who who got hot today. So those two players, uh, Burns 
McElroy. I, I think they have a chance to win because of what we've had from the leaders in the in the past. Yeah, I think what you've done is correct here, where you've identified the chasers with the highest ceilings, Rory and Sam Burns. And Kyle and I talked about Sam Burns. I guess that would have been on Thursday because Burns was uh, one of the three co-leaders. He, he he leads the tour in just absolute ceiling rounds this year. I, I mean, he is just a ceiling player, a volatile ceiling player, which is what you're going to need if you're going to try to make up four or five strokes. Um, do you think that there's any fan out there that exists, Greg, that – uh, got back into golf because, or maybe they started following golf because they saw Phil Mickelson win the PGA Championship, and that was such a big story. And they're like, "Wow, okay, I'm going to follow golf now. Let me see what's going on." And that fan has never seen a 54 hole leader convert a victory, and they think this is completely normal. Oh, <laughs> you know, um, even if you do, I think your expectation as a fan, even if you've never seen it, you would think these guys are going to win. I mean, you look at the board right now, and I mean, fans aren't stupid, I guess. Um, maybe if you've never followed it before. But you look at this board and say, okay, Bryson or Cantlay are going to win. They played great today. They made a ton of birdies. Bryson's the longest guy out there. Patrick Cantlay has been filling it up on the greens. These guys, it, it's going to be one of these two guys. But we know that that lead is, um, it, it can be significant, but it's probably nothing. Right. It can disappear in an instant. So from a gambling perspective, when you're looking at the odds, those are really, really long odds on Bryson and Cantlay. Um, so, I mean, short odds, really short odds. So it's yeah. kind of tough to go that way. Right. And then knowing what we know. I, I kind of like a Burns and I, and I like a McElroy in this situation, like I was saying. Those are definitely pretty good values. Do we know if they're going out in? I think they're going on threesomes tomorrow. I believe, yeah, I believe so too. Because Sung Jay, when Sung he holds Jay. out, they said he, that that should be good enough for the final group. So I believe it's threesomes. Sunday, Sung Jay in the final group with Patrick Cantlay and Bryson DeChambeau. Are we, we were, over, are we overlooking him? I don't know. We might be. I mean, he is, uh, he was, he's been building towards this. Like if you look at his yeah. metrics, it's been, he's been trending this direction. We probably talked about him on Monday. Um, he is, I, I would obviously love to see him steal this one. And yeah. just, I mean, like, don't you have a shoe behind you? I have, uh, yeah, two of them over there somewhere. Yeah. One, you got a whole yeah. pair. Yeah. I got, got a whole pair of golf balls with his face on it. <laughs> yeah. I just I wanted it. to make sure that before we end the show, we didn't, you know, step over Sung Jay. We're just gonna we're just we're just gonna let him fly right under the radar. If we talk about him, then it puts the pressure on because he's gonna be listening. He's a big fan of the pod, I assume. Mm. So you know, we don't want to put the pressure on. Let him fly under the radar. Yeah, fair assumption. Okay. Oh, there it is. There's Sungjae. That's the that's the logo. That's all. Good my luck call. tomorrow, Sungjae. We're all rooting for you. We're rooting for you, Sungjae. Get it done. Uh, we'll be back after round four uh, to break down all the seemingly crazy action that is going to happen at Caves Valley on Sunday. Uh, for now, let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there is Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.